Well, good morning, and today we have two powerful biblical stories. The vision of the Valley of Dry Bones from Ezekiel chapter 37, and the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead in John chapter 11. In both, we encounter vivid scenes of desolation and despair. Ezekiel sees the people of Israel as very dry bones strewn all across the floor of the valley. As the people say, our hope is gone, we are cut off. And it is God who asks the question that entitles this sermon, Can these bones live? In John's account, we find that Jesus delays coming until his friend Lazarus is dead and buried. Such that some ask, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? In our situation today, our current questions might be, could not God have stopped this terrible crisis? And will the world ever recover? Can anything good come out of all this? I think our tentative answers might be, yes, God could, and he can. But let us concentrate now on how such good might come and some ways we can cooperate with good. Uh, and cooperate with God to see that happen. God, it seems, so often allows things to be stripped back to almost nothing in order to bring forth new beginnings. But in both stories today, we see that the change required is so revolutionary and radical that only God can do it. In Ezekiel 36, we read that God's own people had strayed so far into evil and murderous ways and worshipping other gods that they had defiled the land and so had been scattered among the nations. The only solution, therefore, was for God himself to cleanse them, give them a new heart and to actually put my spirit in you and move you to follow my degrees. And God now repeats this in the Dry Bones vision. He says to Ezekiel, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Astonishingly, 70 years or so later, they did return to the land and tentatively began to rebuild the destroyed temple. But Zechariah had also to remind them then that it was totally God's work and not theirs, and they must depend on his spirit to do it. As he said, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. That's Zechariah 4.6. Similarly, we find the bystanders at Lazarus's grave shocked by the total impossibility of the task. But Lord, said Martha, by this time there is a bad odour, for he has been there four days. But standing before is one who has just astonishingly proclaimed to her sister Mary, I am the resurrection and the life, for he is God come in the flesh. If we recognise today that ultimately only God can bring us through and out of this crisis, we also cannot know how long it will last. Although we all know now that it's not going to be a quick fix. So we will be staying at home for weeks yet, 
in this strange new land of Covidia, as Canon J. John calls it in his blog. I'll send you the link. How can we cooperate with God to turn this self-isolation around for God's good purposes in our lives? I'm going to share my thoughts under three headings that J. John's blog provides. Resolution, relaxation and reflection. First then, resolution. Let us resolve not to waste time, but to take charge of this situation and not let it take charge of us. Find projects to do, things to read, to tidy and declutter now that we have the time that we never had before. Be victors, not victims, and don't be tempted to moan. It is perhaps a happy coincidence that this is the season of Lent, a season of self-discipline. So just as Jesus didn't let temptation or his enemy, the tempter, get the better of him in the desert, but came out stronger, so should we. What has come out of you as you've been squeezed through these recent changes and pressures? If any of it is not good, I hope it helps you to recognise what needs decluttering and cleansing on your inside. So do take this chance to let some things die. Bad habits and worse that have deep roots inside. Once you recognise them, then four more R's may be helpful. Repent and say sorry to God, turning away from them. Receive Christ's forgiveness and cleansing. Renew your faith. That is as in Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And then lean on his life within you by his spirit as you seek finally to replace those bad habits, addictions and sin patterns that used to rule your life more before you entered this exile in Covidia. As the 23rd Psalm begins, there are times when the Lord, our shepherd, makes us lie down in green pastures. Because I'm afraid us wayward sheep like to be charging around a lot of the time. God has his purposes for us in this time, so let us resolve to make the most of them. Which brings us to the second word, relaxation. Too often in our modern world of frantic and frenetic activity, we have lost the art of Sabbath. Taking time to rest our bodies, refresh our minds and emotions, and revitalize our spirits. Doing so now, you may actually find that this will add years to your life when we emerge from all this. The Israelites were commanded to give the land a Sabbath rest from planting and harvest every seven years. But for over 490 years, from King David to the exile, they never did. So God actually allowed them to be taken into exile in Babylon, while the land back in Canaan enjoyed its 70 Sabbath years of rest. You'll find that in 2 Chronicles 36 verse 21. 
Perhaps for us, allowing us to enter this land of Covidia for a long season gives much of our world an enforced Sabbath rest. So let's use it. For example, to increase your regular Bible reading and other spiritual forms of sustenance. Use it in the same way a caterpillar uses the chrysalis or a pupa, entering into a time to go into rest, let the old life dissolve, and let God through his word begin to form and shape the beginnings of the butterfly that will emerge. And so finally, the third word, reflect on who we are, what we are doing and where we are going. Think about what you value and what your purposes are. Be honest, how centred is your life really on Christ? Do I really seek first his kingdom above everything else, as every follower of Jesus is called to do? How will your life be different afterwards? And so, as we await the resurrection out of this time, let us resolve, relax and reflect. But before we leave our readings, let us take up from them also the power of what I'm calling prophetic prompts and prophetic prayer. Jesus prompts the people, take away the stone from Lazarus' grave. It seemed like a crazy idea, but it was God. And thank God they obeyed him so that Lazarus could come out. Train yourself to be open to those nudges and prompts of God's Spirit in these days. If you suddenly feel you should phone or message someone, I suggest you do it. And then there is prophetic prayer. God says, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And prophesy to the breath, come breath and breathe into these slain, that they may live. And they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army in Ezekiel's vision. In these days, ask the Holy Spirit to inspire you to speak out prayers and God's words of blessing over your family, our church, health workers and leaders, and the lost sheep or dry bones in our streets and cities, that the Spirit may breathe on them and that they may live, truly live, raised up to a living relationship of new life in Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life. So let us pray. Lord, we recognise that there is much within us that is not yet formed into your likeness, that still needs to be made new. Forgive us and cleanse us deeply of ingrained habits, wrong addictions and unbalanced emotional attachments that get in the way of seeking first the kingdom of God and being centred on Christ. Give us new goals and dreams during this time of enforced Sabbath rest for us, your people, your church. And we pray and speak out your protection and blessing on our loved ones, our church members, our health and care workers, our politicians, and each person we know who does not know you yet, that they might discover you in these difficult days and join your family forever.
Amen.